I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us again today. It is Wednesday, March 24th, and this week is flying by. And uh, we're thankful that you took some time today to tune in. It's been a rainy morning, but uh, I tell you, you can all you can just see that grass is getting greener and greener. It seems like every hour, and uh, the the trees are starting to bloom, and the flowers, and all the bushes, and it's a beautiful time of year. And I was thinking this morning. Uh, as I was coming into the office and as I was running out, leaving the office at one point, I thought, I'm really glad this is not a Sunday morning, and I'm especially glad this is not Easter Sunday morning with uh, Easter egg hunts and pictures and drive-in services and all that, but we might have that on Easter, and whatever the Lord gives us, we'll be happy with that, but we are uh, thankful for a beautiful day, and uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We are in the midst of our spring revival. We had a great service Monday night, great service Tuesday night. Tonight is the last night. I hope you plan to join us. Come on over and uh, join us here at Victory Baptist Church, or you can tune in online or listen in on the radio, but we're excited about tonight. Uh, if you're listening today, let us know, 252-308-4600, and uh, I hope that uh, you'll uh, be blessed by the program today. Happy birthday today to Chelsea Dixon, and uh, what a blessing uh, Chelsea and David and their family, they are to our church and then also to Tim Phelps. And uh, Tim, I think you're probably enjoying the rain. Hope it's not too much, but uh, with all you do with farming, uh, it's got to be a good day uh, this time of year for you. But happy birthday to you. And then uh, don't forget Sunday, uh, online Sunday school, 1015. We'll have drive-in service at 9, morning service at 11, in-person Sunday school classes at 1015. And then Sunday night, uh, we will be partaking of the Lord's Supper. Of course, uh, this Sunday is Palm Sunday, and uh, it's the Sunday before Easter. And so we're looking forward to a great, great day on Sunday. Last night, Brother Swanson preached a message from 1 Thessalonians 4 about being ready for the rapture. And uh, I hope as Christians, I hope we are ready. Uh, Brother Swanson talked about all the different things that we see going on around us, and, and that ought to remind us that Jesus is coming again, but it also it ought to challenge us uh, to be sure that we are living for Christ and to make sure that we are ready for Him to come back. And if you're listening today and you're not saved, uh, you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior. Today is the day you must come to Christ while you still can, while there's still time. But what a powerful message last night, getting ready for the rapture. I want you to hear this song today. It talks about the rapture. I believe he's coming back, and I believe that. I believe it could be today. You listen uh, to this song, and then we'll get into our Bible study. High upon a mountain from where he ascended an angel of the lord declared that it would be he 
said, Don't stand a grieving for the one that you see leaving in like man is coming back for you and me. And I believe he's coming back like he said. I believe that the trumpet's gonna sound so loud one day it'll wake the dead. In the twinkling of an eye He'll split the eastern sky And I believe he's coming back Like he said I believe the time is nearing We'll soon see his appearing And this could be the hour Yes, this could be the day When the saints from every nation We'll lose the gravitation in the middle of the air, be caught away. And I believe he's coming back, like he said. I believe that the trumpet's gonna sound so loud, one day it'll wake the dead. In the twinkling of an eye, He'll split the eastern sky, and I believe he's coming back, like he said. In the twinkling of an eye, he'll split the eastern sky, and I believe he's coming back, like he said. Like he said. Amen. What a great song and what a great truth. Uh, I hope you believe it. And if we truly believe it, now we can say a lot of things, uh, but if we truly believe it, uh, it will change the way that we live. And if you believe Jesus is coming back, you're going to want to live for him and you're going to want to serve him. You want to do what's right. And you want to tell other people about Christ and make sure other people are ready for his return as well. Brother Swanson, when he preached last night, getting ready for the rapture, he kind of closed off the service um, with that verse in 1 Thessalonians 4, 18. And uh, it says, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And you know, that those are words of comfort, especially for those who've lost loved ones, because when the rapture takes place, that's when the reunion begins, and what a day that will be. Jesus is coming, and uh, that brings me great comfort and great confidence to know uh, that this world's not my home. I'm just passing through. So praise God for that great song. Daniel chapter 6, we've tried to get through this chapter. We haven't gotten very far, but we talked about the preference that Daniel was shown. Uh, Daniel uh, was promoted. He was one of the three presidents that oversaw the 120 princes in the uh, medial Persian Empire there in Babylon. And the king was going to set him up over the entire realm. He, he may have even been getting ready to fire some guys and say, Daniel could do the job and I don't need all these other guys. These guys are dead weight and these guys are, are, are not really that important. But for whatever reason, the king uh, was uh, thinking about doing that. And that is what made the others extremely upset. They didn't want to lose their job. And of course, they were certainly not impressed with Daniel coming in and taking over. So we saw, number one, the preference that uh, Daniel was shown. But then number two, we saw yesterday the principles 
uh, by which Daniel lived. And remember we talked about that yesterday, that uh, Daniel was faithful and uh, he was blameless. Uh, they couldn't find any occasion or any error, any fault in him. And uh, I tell you, if you had 122 people following you around, it wouldn't take them long to find something wrong. Uh, I know it wouldn't take them long for me to find something wrong, but with Daniel, his character was so impeccable. His testimony was so stellar that these guys said, we give up. We can't find anything wrong with this guy unless we find it concerning his God. And so that's how that whole plot came about to try to trick the king and to get him to sign a decree. But Daniel was faithful. He was blameless. He was godly. He prayed. He was devoted to God. He was disciplined. Uh, every day, three times a day, he went in his chamber. He opened his windows towards Jerusalem and there he prayed. He was a disciplined man. And then we said yesterday that Daniel was consistent. He was consistent in the good times, and he was consistent in the bad times. And you know, anybody can pray when things are good. Anybody can go to church when things are good. And anybody can live for God when things are good. But what happens when you get down in the valley? And what happens when you go through hard times? That's where uh, your Christianity and my Christianity is truly revealed, whether or not it is genuine. So Daniel, uh, he was consistent. Verse number 10 of Daniel chapter 6, the Bible says, now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. This was his habit. And his habit did not change based upon popular opinion. His habit remained the same because he was devoted to God. Even though he knew that the writing was signed. Even though he knew the consequences that he could be thrown into a lion's den, he still did what was right because his life was not based upon circumstances. His life was based upon principles. I tell you, I think we could go back to Daniel chapter 1 and verse 8 and see that this all stemmed from a decision that he made in his youth. He purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. And here we are near the end of Daniel's life, and he is still purposed and committed to serving God. Number one, we see the preference that Daniel was shown. Number two, we see the principles by which Daniel lived. But thirdly, I want you to see the, today the persecution that Daniel faced. Daniel was doing right. True? Oh yeah, he was doing what was right. He was doing so, so right, and he was doing so much right that the uh, employees and the coworkers, they couldn't find anything wrong with him. So he was doing right. He was praying. That's a good thing to do. He was praying. He was being faithful. He was living godly. And those were the very reasons for which he was persecuted and the reasons for which he suffered. I spoke, uh, I believe it was last Sunday, I get my days mixed up, or my, my weeks mixed up, I think it was last Sunday in our online Sunday school class, we're going through Matthew chapter 5, and we're covering the Beatitudes. And last week, we covered Matthew 5 and verses 11 and 12, where Jesus told his disciples, he said, blessed are ye, uh, happy are ye, blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake, Jesus said, rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. 
For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Here we see Daniel, one of the prophets, he's being persecuted. He is being punished. He is uh, 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 having to pay a price because he was living for God and because he was praying to his God. Daniel knew what persecution was all about. Daniel knew that the law could not be changed. And the king even references that point that according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which could not be changed, the king said, I'm helpless. Uh, Once I've signed this decree, uh, I can't change it myself. And so we see that Daniel was willing to take the persecution because he lived a life of purpose. Verse number 16. I love this verse. Notice what it says. Then the king commanded and they brought Daniel and they cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, thy God, whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. You know what I want to say to that king? Easy for you to say, buddy, you're not in the lion's den. And you know, it's so easy for us when someone else is going through a hard time. It's so easy for us to say, God's going to take care of you. It's so easy to pat him on the back and and, and give him a pep talk and say, hey, you know, have faith in God and, and trust God. And, you know, God's good. And remember that. And I think you should encourage people when they're going through hard times. But you know, it's easy for us to say when we're not going through the hard time. But when you are going through that trial, that's when you find out if you truly believe it or not. Not just because you tell somebody else. Verse number 17, And the stone was brought, and it was laid upon the mouth of the den. And the king sealed it with his own signet, his own uh, seal, and uh, with the signet of his lords, and that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Now, I know this is talking about the purpose of the king and the purpose of the decree that was signed, but I'll tell you something else that didn't change, and that was Daniel's purpose to serve God. He said, even if it means going into a lion's den, even if it means I have to lose my life, Daniel said, my purpose is not changing. I will stay true to God. Verse number uh, 17, verse number 18. I like this too. Then the king went to his palace and he passed the night fasting. You know, that's what most of us do at night, right? We fast and then we eat in the morning and we break the fast with breakfast, okay? So the king, he spent all night, he said, I'm not going to eat all night. Well, good for you, king. Uh, You're in your palace while Daniel's over in the lion's den. But you know what's interesting in verse number 18? It says that the king uh, passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Here is the king who has Uh, put Daniel in a bad spot. Here's the king who he's in the palace and Daniel's in the lion's den. And guess who couldn't sleep? The king. And I want to tell you, when you are in the will of God, that's when you find true peace. The Bible doesn't say that Daniel slept all night, but I personally, I think he did. I think he slept. I think he prayed. I think he praised God. I think he rejoiced. I think he just had a good old time because he was safe in the center of God's will. At the same time, the king is in the palace. You'd think everything was good, but that guy, that rascal, he couldn't even sleep. Can I tell you this? God takes care of his people even through 
persecution. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 5, when you're going through hard times, you can still rejoice and you can still be exceeding glad. How come? Because great is your reward in heaven. Now, I think Daniel got a reward down here. I think after he came out of that lion's den, uh, I think that was a reward uh, in and of itself, just seeing that God delivered him. But can I tell you, there'll be men like Daniel, and there'll be men like John the Baptist, and there'll be men like Elijah, and there'll be men like the Apostle Paul when we get to heaven, who suffered persecution down here, who will receive a reward in heaven. And I promise you, there'll be no regrets. And when you and I live for God, when we suffer a little persecution down here, can I tell you, it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Let's stay true to God. Let's live on the winning side. And even when persecution may come your way, let's stay true to God and let's keep our eyes on Jesus. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. We'll be back tomorrow and we'll continue our series in Daniel chapter 6. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.